Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Vineyard Collective Podcast. My name is Samuel. I'm your host. And today I've got an amazing guest, the GOAT, the legend, the professor, <laughs> Buddy Putman. What's up, bro? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, good to be here, man. Dude, you preached an amazing message just last week, but I've got a question for you. Okay. Weirdest, this is going to go south real quick, <laughs> weirdest deliverance story. So if you backstory, mm. how I got into my first deliverance <laughs> was, <laughs> you remember this? Oh yeah. So how I got into my first deliverance, Putty actually was teaching at MLMB <laughs> and some person starts manifesting. We won't mention who anybody, I don't even know who it was. They just start slithering on the ground. I've never done a deliverance a day in my life. And Putty goes, Unmute, uh, unmutes his mic, leans over to me, slaps me on the back, and goes, "You got this, bro." <laughs> and then walks the other direction. <laughs> and I'm really standing like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" So, what is your funniest deliverance moment where you were kind of like, "Oh my gosh, what is happening?" So, okay, here's my here's my funniest deliverance okay, moment. Okay, this was during a school king ministry training. Okay, so we have like 75, 80 pastors and leaders. They're here for a week during the Someone summer. on the podcast was like, wait, pastors and leaders need, need deliverance? Sometimes they do. Maybe more than most. Um, <laughs> As not, he, everyone's like, oh gosh, do not, I have a demon? Not always. Everyone in the sometimes. room right now is like, do I have a demon? Do I have a demon? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh, who knows? <laughs> How many? Great. Um, no. Uh, so we've spent, we've spent a week with these people right. and it's the last evening of the training and we're doing our like prayer clinic. And that happens here, right? During the summer? Yeah, it happens okay. here. So I am, I have got a gal up in front. I am praying for her oh, in front of 75 people. And uh, we're like clinicking. This is yeah. how you do it and whatever. And so we start praying and she starts kind of like manifesting uh -huh. a demon a little bit. And for a lot of people, like this is the first time they've seen something like right. that. So they're kind of right. like freaking out. And I'm always trying to like really downplay it and just be like normal. <laughs> Super chill. Like, like it's okay that this demon. I've got this under control. Guys. It's not that big of a deal. Everybody just relax, you know? And so I'm trying to be like super calm, Yeah. but, um, she starts like manifesting and I'm trying to be real calm and downplay. And so I'm like explaining, I'm like, and sometimes I manifest this way and sometimes <laughs> this happens and it's okay. You don't have to like freak Dude, out. I just heard someone laugh. And, and then she starts leaning over and punching me <laughs> like in front. She doesn't know that you know Kung Fu <laughs> either. She leans over and she's like, she's like trying to punch me and I'm trying to be like, no, she is punching me. I'm trying to be like calm and cool and collected. So I'm like, and sometimes they'll punch you a little bit. You just don't have to, all you have to do is just in Jesus name. And I just, in Jesus name. And she like lurches over and like falls on the floor. And, and then she, she, she looks up to me and she's like, she's like, I hate you, buddy. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your kids. And she's going at all this. And I'm trying to like stay cool in front of like 80 people. I'm, I'm fine. like, it's, it's not fine. that big of a deal. Guys, she can't kill my kids. It's not that big of a deal. Oh my gosh, bro. That's probably my favorite moment. It was, Dude, it was pretty Every funny. time that we travel together, I feel like demons just come out of the woodworks. I mean, we went to, uh, what's the one in Chicago that we went to? I don't remember. Uh, Evanston. Yeah. We're up in Evanston. Evanston. Yeah. As soon as we walked in the auditorium, someone just starts going like, and I was like, oh God, it's one of those nights. <laughs> but fun. dude, you have encouraged me so much, but you just got done preaching a message on citizens of heaven, which has been a series that we've been in. It's been super powerful. Mm. Every time uh, Cadence sees you though, she sings a song into the unknown. 
Really? And I, I think it's actually like a low-key prophetic thing of Ooh. like into the unknown. Because I think we both low-key, like in the midst of a pandemic, everyone's been like, ah, but I feel like you and I have been like, yeah, <laughs> like mm. this is fun. Sure, sure. Um, but you preached a message about finding value in the other side. Mm. So a lot of the times we pick sides and then we find the negative in the other side and we never value the God side of that side. Yeah. <clears throat> so could you just recap that kind of how you presented that? Um, yeah. We're going to put the link of your message in this description and stuff. So you don't have to go through the whole thing. Sure, but sure. could you just like talk about that for a second? Yeah, absolutely. So straight out of deliverances. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, hard right turn there. <laughs> so the, yeah. So the, the, the overall idea is basically this. Yeah. Um, as it comes to the idea of how is God working to incarnate and manifest his government here on the earth, yeah. um, it turns out that God's government doesn't really fit mm-hmm. in our natural government very cleanly because, surprise, God's bigger than this place. Right. And so because of that, we experience... Um, we experience the fullness of God's government mm-hmm. in multiple sides of our natural government. Right. It doesn't fit in any one expression of it. It actually kind of gets distributed and spread throughout all of them. Yeah. Um, I did my uh, my science experiment with the donut, which I always enjoy one of those, which, um, which is trying to be an illicit. If you're a physicist, yes. n- nay, a PhD in quantum physics, mm-hmm. I expect an experiment. <laughs> like as soon as I heard you doing, it, I was like, "Thank God, he's living up to my standard." <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I could deliver for you there. Um, so, so that was meant to be an illustration of this mm. fact that God's government can't fit either in conservatism or progressivism. Right. God's government has to has to be big enough that yeah. both of them fit into God's government, yeah. not the other way around. Yeah. And then you know from that. And then the next kind of consequences, well, yeah. then how am I looking at another side? Right. You have an opportunity to either highlight all their shortcomings or mm-hmm. to realize they could actually sharpen you yeah. if I look for the God that, um, the expression of God that they connect yeah. with as well. But I think I think one of the things <clears throat> that I could feel people's minds working, right? I think one of the greatest mm-hmm. things you can do as a communicator is challenge someone's thinking. Like, I think it's easy to get up and just, you can preach a message that sounds good, but if you're not challenging someone's thinking or maybe pushing their thinking to another level, in my mind, I'm like, I, I don't know if we wasted time. Cause that's how, that's how I view myself. Like when I preach, I want to challenge someone's thinking, mm. but I could see everyone's minds like kind of just going in the room. And I think it, the hard part was to, f- to take the frame that they have maybe mm. of, and not everyone, but myself included. Right. Of like, God's only on this side or majority on this side, like right. 60% on this side for it. Right. Why do you think it's so hard sometimes for us to, to reframe or see the kingdom from a different or bigger lens mm. than we normally do? Yeah. Does that I, make sense? Yeah. I think that's such a great question. <clears throat> you know, I've been giving a bit of thought to the, the whole idea of this. And I think that, you know, we can be limited by our finiteness Uh in so many ways that we don't even like realize. Um, I was talking with someone uh, a couple of weeks back and I said that like, um, you know, we don't actually think God's infinite because our mind doesn't like can't wrap its head around infinite. Like it's too big, you know? So the only thing we can really do is actually picture God as big as the biggest thing we Mm -hmm. can picture. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's how we can see it. Right. Um, and so that's all well and good until you wind up in a situation where now you're looking at something bigger right. than whatever that picture was. And then you got right. to figure things out. Um, and, and I think this is sort of another illustration of the same thing. Like 
we don't tend to notice mm-hmm. the frames that we use to yeah. make sense of things. Um, but we're finite, so we need them. We right. need frames. Like right. you can't you can't like envision something completely in the abstract. Yeah. Um, but then what happens is is if someone comes along with a different set of frames mm-hmm. to address the same topic, it puts us in a little bit of a like a mental crisis. Yeah. Like, oh, now mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought I understood this. Now I don't know what I I don't know if I understand it or not. Right. Now right. I got to kind of like chuck everything out and rethink everything all over yeah. again. Would you say the would you say that that though comes into play is like you talk about this in School of Kingdom Ministry mm. um worldviews. Sure. I think we don't realize how much is actually shaped by how we were brought up. Yeah. From absolutely. our parents, from absolutely. our friends. And so to me that's kind of what you're you're poking at is like your worldview actually might not have God in it in this area. Like you might only see him in three feet when he's ten feet down the road. Yeah. What are some ways that during this season we have the election coming up We've got a lot of things going on in our society. Right. What are some ways that we can begin to maybe reshape or reframe our worldviews of, mm. I'm just going to say it, Republican to Democrat, Democrat to Republican, whatever we want identified as. How can right. we kind of reframe things? You mentioned it a little bit with about seeing God in both sides. Right. How are some ways that we can be like subconsciously like, okay, I may not be seeing this person the, the proper way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's an awesome question. And there's a, there's a few different layers to that, right? So you have like the personal interaction layer mm-hmm. and that's distinct from perhaps like the ideology layer. Right. And there's probably right. others yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of things that I think are really helpful. Um, you know, w- one thing that I think is really helpful is whenever I find myself thinking some version of, I have no idea how someone who's sane could ever believe that, you know, <laughs> right. and, and let's just yeah. politics aside, really any subject right. where, where I'm like, you, your mind must be broken. Yeah. To you're broken. That. You're broken somewhere, like, bro. If that's, if that's my, my honest viewpoint, yeah. then the truth is there's probably something I'm missing. Right. Because like people who have different viewpoints aren't like uniformly right like, dumb. Yeah. Like there's something that they see that doesn't make as much sense to me. Yeah. And so to me, if you're in a situation like that, my suggestion, my input mm-hmm. would be, okay, what would it look like to find a safe person? Right. Not just any person, right. but a safe person. I think that's key though, what you said, a right. safe person, not just any person. Right. So I think if you just go to anybody, they can try to bulldoze you. Yeah, absolutely. But if you go to a safe person, there's listening happening on both sides and not absolutely. just one side of the conversation. Absolutely. Like, keep going. And you know, it's one of the most <clears throat> courageous kinds of conversations you yeah. can have is you can say, look, hey, um, here's what I think. Yeah. And I think you think this other thing over there. And honestly, I don't understand why you think that. Yeah. And I'd love to talk enough to yeah. where I can go, oh, I see how you could see it that way. Right. Like maybe I don't, but I at least see how you could right. see it that way. Like that makes some sense to yeah. me now. Um, and I think, I think conversations like that are really powerful. Yeah. I think if you're even more brave than that, yeah. you could turn the tables and yeah. you could say, okay, help me see why you don't think what I think. Yeah. So, so one side is, uh, let me identify with your strengths. Yeah. The other one is help me see my weaknesses. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a place where truthfully it takes a lot of humility yeah. of our words of the year. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> that there. though, what you said is like, help me see my weakness. I think I, I've done, and I, I'm sure other people have, is you do the first part. Sure. Help me understand right. your perspective. Mm. But we don't ask the second question. Well, help, would you help me see why you see mine as the wrong way? Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we oftentimes, and I, I don't know if I would put myself in this category because I've really, like, never really got into politics as much. Mm. I've read, I've learned, I'm, I'm willing to listen to either side. 
But I think our identity gets so caught up in mm. our political party sure. that if someone says like, well, what you're believing is wrong, you think it's an identity shot. Like sure. you're less than, or you're not as valuable. And I think that's something that we have to get over, especially as citizens of heaven is like, no matter what side you vote for, Jesus saw you worth dying for. Mm-hmm. So that should level the playing field right off the bat. Absolutely. And I think one thing that you, you framed so well with the amazing donut illustration, which I'm not going to lie, I was hoping to grab one <laughs> after, but it's fine. Um, that you held the donut up, and I don't know if we can clip to this or whatever. We can. I have here a donut. Now, this isn't just because it's Sunday morning, you know, and we're all thinking about coffee and donuts. This donut is going to teach us something. Like everything else in our lives, this donut is three-dimensional. But the question I want to ask today is this. What does a two-dimensional picture of a donut look like? And a good illustration for this would be to look at its shadow. A shadow is a two-dimensional image of a three-dimensional object. And so let's look at what the shadow of our donut looks like, okay? Shadow of a donut is a circle. How many of you guys thought it was a circle, right? Shadow of a donut is a circle. It's brilliant, right? Except when uh, the shadow of a donut is a rectangle. Wait, except when uh, it's a circle. Except when it's a weird blob. This is what's happening with paradoxes. Paradoxes are saying, look, the truth is both a circle and a rectangle. And we go, how can the truth be both a circle and a rectangle? And it can be both a circle and a rectangle because it's a donut, not a shadow. But the only thing you can do is look at the shadows. It looks contradictory. It looks like, hold on, that doesn't work. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, wow. Um, you know, I think that kind, like for me, what that kind of thinking does is it positions me to listen instead Mm. of talk. Yeah. That's good. And you know, what I find is this, like, man, you want to build good relationships, Mm -hmm. just listen to people. Yeah. Honestly, it doesn't take a lot more than that. Like if you actually genuinely listen to people and like when I, so for example, when I find myself at a, at a social party type thing, Um, you know what I'm trying to do? I'm actually trying to listen to other people the right. whole time. Right. Like, man, talk, like I want to hear about what you're right. doing. I want to hear about what you're passionate about. I want to hear what God's doing in your life. Mm-hmm. And sure, if you want to hear what I have to say, I'll, I, right. I'm not hiding that. Yeah. But I'm actually more interested in your journey because yeah. I'm comfortable with God in my journey. Like, right. I don't need something right. for that. Right. Um, and so I think when when we begin to have that posture of listening, when mm-hmm. that actually becomes like a normal thing for yeah. us, um, it, it winds up just unlocking like so many things. Yeah. Like it, you can't be adversarial and listen at the same time. Right. Right. I, it I doesn't work. I just don't think you can. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, sometimes it's like, well, you know, we got to be less adversarial and say, well, why don't you just listen more? Right. Like maybe, maybe it's do this more and that'll yeah. take care of itself. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like I find when you flip to that listening mode, when you're like, I genuinely want to understand you. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, I can connect with anybody. Right. It doesn't matter what you believe or not. Right, right. Like, and I'm not threatened by what you believe or not. Right. Uh, because I'm trying to, like, see and understand you, like, who you yeah. are and who God made you. Right. And the journey that you're on. Yeah. And so, to me, I, I actually think that really unlocks a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's all kinds of great proverbs about that kind right. of thing in the Bible. Yeah. You know, too, and, so. and I feel like one of the things that it does for me is when I listen, like, I'm not quick to judge typically Mm. because I'm actually getting context for someone. Mm -hmm. Like I think what happens 
what, but I think what bothers me the most is when two citizens of heaven pretty much hate each other. <laughs> like, just, yeah. to, just to be completely honest. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, I'm like, how do you hate God? Mm. Like, if it says we're all created in his image, and we right. say yes to him, we're redeemed, and that's how the Father sees us. Right. How can I actually not like the God in you? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's one of the things that I'm finding tension with, like, the season that we're in is I'm seeing more people have destructive conversations than like building conversations. Sure. It's more like you're horrible, you're wrong, blah, 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 versus right. like, actually, Father, what do you see in this person and right. how do I honor that? Because right. if I if I listen and I can honor that, I find that my my actions, my words follow. Right. Like I'm not going to be like, buddy, you're an idiot or something like that. Like, right. I'm like, man, like we may not believe the same, but I want to be close to you. Right. I, right. I posted something on Instagram. I said, um, um, just have the conversation with the intention, without the intention of being right, but with the mm. intention of being close. Mm-hmm. I had so much hate out of that. <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, is this for real? Mm. Someone commented and they said, they're like, hey, I don't think that's right because someone has to be right. Mm. And mm. I was like, really? Because there's always two sides of the coin, which one's the right one? Mm-hmm. And like, well, I guess you're right. And I was like, so <laughs> I think one of the things that I find myself doing is, is just mm. having more conversations mm. without trying to be right. Right. Without right. bringing my domineering thought process of like, this is how I believe, like of actually doing what you said, just listen. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that we need to listen to is what like the prophetic voice, like what the father's saying. Mm. And you got a crazy word. At the beginning of um, <laughs> 2020, so thanks for that. Um, yeah. No, I, I think it's it's amazing. You got the word chaos. The word mm. for the year was chaos. And I don't think this year looks like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you squint your uh, eyes. If you, if you look really hard, it might feel chaotic, but right now... Um, you got the word chaos. Right. And obviously, it's chaos right now. Mm. But I think one thing that I admire about you is that when you see chaos, you know there's clarity at the same time. Mm, mm. Like you're the person that's like, yeah, that's chaotic. But if we get closer, we'll find out what's going on. Mm. So we're going to kind of branch off of citizens of heaven. 2020, dude. Yeah. It's been crazy. Um, Things have changed. Things have shifted. But with that chaos, with that word of chaos, what do you feel like the kingdom's mission and role is in the middle of a pandemic? Hmm. So uh, now we're getting to like some, sure. some interesting, cause yeah. what I'm hearing is people go, well, healings have really stopped in our church mm. and we're not getting as many words. And I, I, I initially, cause I need to listen first. I initially went like, well, I didn't a God problem. He doesn't, he didn't run on <laughs> shortage. Like, <laughs> he's not having a healing shortage. Right. But I see a lot of people saying it's stopping something. Is it limiting? Is the Lord kind of being like, hold on, we're about to have a reformation sure. or a revival. Right. Um, right. I'm not asking you to like predict 2021 or anything. Right. But like, what do you feel like their kingdom's role is in during this? Because I think anytime I see adversity, that means we're something like this that we've never seen. That means the kingdom is about to do something we've never seen. Right. And that gets me excited. It gets me where I'm like, I'm going to go try to raise the dead left and right. Like, yeah. let's just do this. But right. what do you feel like the kingdom's kind of doing in the midst of yeah. this, this yeah. chaotic? Yeah. So I'm going to talk, I suppose, about two sides. Yeah. Um, one is sort of the more like uh, big picture, yeah. global, like what's God doing. Mm-hmm. But then that prompts, like what's our personal response right. and that right. kind of thing. So, you know, I've been reflecting about this and, you know, yeah, when God kind of gave that word for chaos, I had no idea. I just want to say, uh, you know, got the word <laughs> right. Literally, it was like, all this the Lord told me chaos. <laughs> I'm not sure what that will look like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm as surprised as everybody else. Um but I've reflected on that a good bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that was really interesting was I, I took another pass mm-hmm. through Genesis 1. Oh. 
Um, you can find so much in that chapter. I love Genesis 1. I always tell people, if you get stuck reading the Bible, like you could read the Gospel of John if you wanted. <laughs> just read Genesis 1 through 3. Just read Genesis. Like, just see what happens. Yep, yep. So it was it was really interesting. I went back yeah. and I revisited Genesis 1, and I realized a few things. The mm. first thing that I realized is this. In you know the very beginning, the context for all of Genesis 1 is not a blank slate. Right. It's actually a chaotic mess. Right. And if I'm going to like kind of step back and ask what's the kingdom principle, right. I think it's really important for us to understand when you and I are creative, right. and I think we're both creative yeah. people, yeah, absolutely. maybe a little different, different ways, realms, but yeah, we're totally sure. creative. When I'm creative, I need to start with a blank canvas. Right. But when God's creative, he actually starts with chaos. I just got like, I don't know if that was like the Lord or the, the AC or something, but I just looked at chills like, oh God, that's so good. Right. Say that so, again though. Say so, that again. Yeah. When, when so I think that shifts some people's paradigm of like, oh, the yeah. Lord needs a blank slate in my life when he's like, I need your crap essentially in your life yeah. so I can do something amazing Absolutely. With it. Right. So when Probably I want to be creative, I need a blank slate to yeah. start. I need a white canvas. I need mm. not noise. But when God's creative, he actually starts with chaos. Yeah. And I think that that's important because it's easy to look at a year like this. Yeah. And to start saying, well, there's chaos everywhere. Where is God going to find room to work? Mm. Right? Yeah, that's good. And that's actually that's because so I can't find room to be creative. Yeah. But I think if anything, God has more room than ever to be creative. Mm. So I think what's happening from a global perspective in 2020 is God is working. He's working big shifts. Yeah. The whole, everything got thrown up in the air. And I think there's big shifts underway and big shifts are going to continue moving forward. Yeah. But I think for us personally and for our personal response, that, that that's a tricky thing to do. Mm. Um, and what it does, I think to navigate a season like this well, we have to understand the mode of our relationship with God that we have to lean into. Yeah. Um, Jesus says a few different times in, in the Gospels, he talks about, he refers to God as Abba, uh, Abba, uh-huh. Father, yep. right? Now, what's interesting is that in a Hebrew context, like you would never use those two words at the same time. Right. Like a little kid would call their father Abba. Yeah. And a grown man would call their father Father. Right. And the reason that's important is they actually refer to two different kinds of relationships. Isn't Abba like daddy? Like Abba, daddy Abba God. is, is yeah, like yeah. daddy. And, and a good example of an Abba relationship is what happens when I come home from work right. and my kids scream, daddy, daddy's yeah. home. And they run and they hug me and they, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's an Abba moment. Right. Right. And, you know, if I'm going to use visuals, like an Abba moment, your relationship with God is, is like this. Like right. you're not you're not relating as if you're peers. You're relating as if you're a little kid and he's a big God and you want to crawl up in his lap. Right. A father relationship is when you have become a grown adult of your own. Yeah. And your relationship with your father is, you're both adults. Closer to a peer relationship. So uh, an example of that is when I meet my dad for breakfast and we talk shop because he's a writer and I'm a writer. Yeah. That's a father relationship, right. which is much more like kind of more level, a level yeah. peer type relationship. Right. So when Jesus is saying like the spirit in us cries, Abba, father. Yeah. What he's saying is you actually have two different relationships with God. Wow. And what I find a, a, a key to living the Christian life well is knowing whether you should be which leaning into to your Abba so relationship yeah, yeah. or your father relationship. And 
what happens is when we, when we all get saved, yeah. we, we lean into the Abba relationship because right. our life blew up and that's yeah. why we came to I, Jesus. You're literally anyway. starting from scratch. You're like right. you're an infant in the faith. You're right. like daddy. Right. That's all you know. Yeah. Yeah. Help. You know? Yeah. But then as we grow and mature, we learn to step into the, the father relationship yeah. But the difference between, uh, you know, our relationship with God is you don't trade Abba for Father. Right. You supplement Abba with Father. Right. But I think from like a natural point of view, it's much easier for us to get comfortable in the Father relationship. Right. Because it doesn't feel like, we don't like to feel dependent. Yeah. We don't like so to feel- So you feel like you're doing your part. Like yeah. You feel like, oh, I'm living the Christian life right. because I'm more mature. I'm being responsible. I'm doing all of the I'm things. I'm mature like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of that, right? So- so the thing, the thing that I think is critical in a crazy time like 2020 is this. Yeah. You don't survive these chaotic seasons based on your father relationship with God. Right. You survive them based on your Abba relationship with That's God. That's good. You know, even, even Jesus, he's like, he's, he's at the Garden of Gethsemane, right? He's mm. like, this is really hard. And yeah. he's like, what is he saying? He's saying, Abba. Yeah. If you can do anything else, take take this this cup cup from me. Right. In his moment of weakness, he's leaning into his Abba relationship. And I think in a time like 2020 where things are crazy and Mm -hmm. where God is being creative with the chaos in the world, personally, Mm -hmm. we got to lean into that Abba relationship and we got to get comfortable. Like, God, I thank you that you're big and I can be a little kid and I can crawl up in your lap and I can have no idea what's going on, but I can just be comfortable in your bigness and I can rest in that. That is the mode of relationship that we got to yeah. be comfortable leaning into. And yeah, when and, we do, we'll grow like a weed. And yeah. Be awesome. And I feel like what you're saying though, and I don't want people to frame up what you're not saying is mm. we're not saying stop praying for the sick. We're not oh, saying no. stop prophesy. Absolutely. But what we're saying is like, you need to lean more in your quiet time, more in your personal life on the daddy God side, the mm-hmm. Abba side. Right. Versus being like, I'm the, I'm sent out to go do stuff like Absolutely. a son. Absolutely. I think that's huge, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here like, yeah. And, and like you said, yeah, we don't, we don't <laughs> quit the mission part. And for what, for what it's worth, like, I feel like the Holy Spirit is moving as much as ever. I've seen some cool stuff in the yeah. season. I think you have yeah, too. Absolutely. So absolutely. yeah, it's not like that's dried up, but yeah. I think it's like the heart of the father for our growth right now yeah. is in the Abba season. Yeah. It's not in the Father. And, and you know what's interesting? I, I want to I see what you say about this because we talk about, you and I talk about all the time, uh, multi-generational revival, that it's mm. planet's never seen it. Mm. I think that's what's about to happen personally. Mm. Mm. Um, but one thing that I'm, I'm finding though is the youth mm. are actually like on fire. Mm. Like mm. give us the land and we'll take it. Like that's yeah. the kind of thing. Like Awesome. Um, Prime example, we've got someone in here, Ireland Wallace. You guys can't see her, but she's over there. Um, she's awesome. She's uh, She does a lot of prophetic words and stuff for like when we travel, we take her with us kind of a thing. And, but what I'm finding is a lot of the youth, like are, like her, like high schoolers and middle schools, they want to see like God move like they've never seen before. Mm. But what I'm finding is so do the parents. Mm. Like so do the grandparents. Right. So does the college. So do all of us. But what I'm finding though is that that Abba relationship you talk about, the younger they are, the easier they're finding to see miracles. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that has a correlation to what you're talking about, yeah. but like I actually feel like they're like prime example, Ireland's getting insanely prophetic words. And mm. 99.9% of the time they're right. Right. Whereas like I see some people like, oh God, is this gonna be right? But like it's confidence of like, sure. this is what daddy God said. Right. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. 
Do you feel like when it comes to the youth in this chaos, mm-hmm. learning to be citizens of heaven, mm-hmm. do you feel like there's a special grace or the hand of the Lord or a favor on the youth right now? I just want to know for mm-hmm. just a, I know a lot of youth pastors have been watching and have been hitting me up sure. about it. Yeah. Is that, do you feel like as someone who kind of travels and, and sees a lot and speaks in a lot, do you sure. feel like God, there's something going on with the youth? Sure. Sure. Um, I have a little bit of a thumb on the pulse of that. Probably not as well as you do. Um, I do think, I will say this, uh, the little bit I've seen, yeah. there's legit hunger and there's good things happening. Absolutely. Yeah. I think more broad brush in a season where your ABBA relationship is what you need to lean into. Mm-hmm. I think it's not that being young is an advantage, yeah, but could be y- you get, I mean, it's, <laughs> it feels like less of a step to right. get comfortable it feels normal. in that feels ABBA more place. And, yeah. and the truth is, is like, you know, his powers made perfect in our weakness, yeah. not in our amazingness. Yeah. So like in the Abba place is actually where you grow in power. Yeah. And in the father place is where you like release power. That's good. But you grow in power in the Abba place. Yeah. And so I think the whole like faith, like a child thing, there's a dimension of that, yeah. which is it's much easier for them to just get real comfortable in yeah. the Abba place. For sure. And, and, and that is really some of what I've seen with the yeah. youth is that like they can make that transition easily. Yeah. Like it, it, the adults are like, Oh, this mm. is hard. I'm supposed to be a responsible right. adults. And they're like, yeah, this is easy. Like I trusted my parents. I could trust God, you right. know, like, yeah, um, it's more natural. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think what I'm seeing is like, I'm seeing f- it sounds, maybe sounds weird to say, but I'm seeing fruit faster from them. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's that correlation that you're saying. It's like, it's so normal almost to them that mm-hmm. like, they're not having to relearn right. or having to revisit. They're like, this is normal to me still. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I am seeing, and I want to know what you think about this. Mm. Um, I think as citizens of heaven, we, we, we need to realize there's two kingdoms mm. at play. Mm. Our kingdom, which is lit. It's amazing. It's icy. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty great. I guess it's fine. I guess it's fine. And then you've got the kingdom of darkness right. that won't give up without a fight. Which is not lit. Which is not lit. It's not icy. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it loses every time. But what I'm seeing, though, what I think we need to have a context for, especially with with what's going on, is that that kingdom is defeated, but it's not departed. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it resist more. So from so this is my mm-hmm. my grid. I don't know if you have, but what I'm seeing is when I do a deliverance or something, like it resists more. Mm. Or when I'm praying for healing, I can see resistance. Mm-hmm. Can you speak into that? Can you give us like some, like some, just me, if it helps just me, but like, yeah. what are you seeing in that? Cause I think it's important to know that there's two different kingdoms at play. Ours always wins, but it doesn't mean there's not resistance or sure. anything like that. So what do you feel like is kind of happening? Cause you said Holy Spirit's moving just as normal as if not more so now, but right. I think so is the kingdom of darkness. It's resisting. Yeah, absolutely. So why do you think there's such a resistance happening? Right. You feel like we're on the edge of something insane about to happen. Like, right. I don't know if you want to call it a reformation. There's sure. great articles that you've written, but um, <laughs> I have some thoughts. There's but. some thoughts on it, but like, what is, what is that thought process for you? Cause right. you know, someone who you really do have a grace for moving in power. Like, mm. There's an anointing on your life. And I think there's a difference between giftings and anointings. We can get on that later on another podcast. But sure. the anointing that's on your life is you see power. Mm. Like you see Holy Spirit come, boom, Holy Spirit shows up. Yeah. And it's not because you're the best person on the planet. It's just there's an anointing for it. Mm. But also I've noticed like moving up to COVID, every time we say Holy Spirit come, we do a conference, all of a sudden the woodworks, the demons are coming out of the woodworks. Like, mm-hmm. no. Right. But now I feel like it's like almost some people think like that side is winning. Mm-hmm. Right. If I'm being honest, like right. I feel like some people feel like that side is winning. Right. 
So what could you say or speak into that to kind of like break that down? Like they're not winning. This is sure. why they're resisting and just know that we're right. about to have breakthrough. I don't right. know, something like right. that. Like yeah. speak into that kind no, of that's, context. That's awesome, right? So so here's how I look at it, right? The, the kingdom perspective is that the cosmos is in a supernatural war. Yeah. And let me just think about like how natural wars work, yeah. right? Um, in a natural war, like the fighting isn't happening mm-hmm. all the time. Right. There's a lot of times where you're moving troops. Right. There's a lot of times where you're planning, where you're doing operations, and there's a couple skirmishes here and there. Yeah. But what generally happens is like armies take time to position themselves well. Right. And then they have mm-hmm. legit battles. Right. And then they back off and they reposition right. and they whatever and they they fight again. Mm-hmm. Um to me, it feels like we are in a season where you know, the, the spiritual powers on both sides yeah. have shifted gears okay. from uh, uh, from moving around and organizing and planning yeah. to battle. Yeah. It's battle mode. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that means our environment feels very different. Yeah. And it also means that our environment is actually requiring more of us mm. as participants in the kingdom yeah. than it did, say, a couple of years ago. Right. Um, you know, you can be an amazing soldier, uh, but when Normandy is going down, yeah, it's just different right. than when you're when Normandy's not going right. down. Yeah, and right yeah. now we're in a spiritual Normandy. Yeah, and sometimes it's actually just the intensity of right. it that can convince us, like, oh, something is going wrong. Right. I don't think God's losing. I don't think yeah. anything like that's happening. Same. I think both of them have sprung into action and we're seeing the battle more clearly. Yeah. But we're not, it's not like God's losing. Right. You know, like the absence of seeing battle doesn't mean that God was winning before and is losing now. Right, 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 right. Um, but what we sense, what's happening to us is we're getting called up to be Normandy level soldiers, yeah. so to speak. We're yeah. getting called up to be like, okay, now the battle's on. Are you going to run towards it or are you yeah. going to run away from it? Right, right. Um, and and I think an, that right there is a question though. Yeah. Like I think, I think as citizens of heaven, we just think, oh, I'm running towards the battle. And then when a demon manifests, everyone flees. <laughs> You're like, um, am I the only one here? Right. But I think that's a question though. It's like, are you willing enough as a son to call him Abba in those moments and say, let's go to war? Right. Or to switch from Abba and say, all right, let's go to, let's go fight. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of like the perspective you were saying earlier was like, you've got to learn when to do both, when, mm-hmm. which one you're in. Right. Um, and to lean more on the Abba side, especially when there's a chaotic war and say, I know you're going to win. Right. Like, right. just tell me when to go, you right. know, daddy, and I'm leaving. Right. I'm going, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, this might sound kind of intense, I yeah. suppose. Um, but there's, ju- there's actually just a different mindset mm-hmm. to when you are in a war. Yeah. And you know, that mindset can be kind of intense, but Mm -hmm. I think it's actually probably in a lot of ways where the Lord's trying to get us. Yeah. You know, it's like in moments like this, like we get the real test of like, like what is your life really about now? Right. You know, cause like, okay, here's what you lost. You Everything. lost <laughs> your comfort, right? You know, you your lost normal your schedule. normalcy. Yeah, you lost all of that. What didn't change at all, yeah, is the fact that you're still called mm-hmm. as a member of the kingdom of light, right? So, what we're seeing right now is how much of my life is about my comfort and how much uh, of it is about uh, our mission, because uh, <laughs> the mission hasn't changed in the slightest. Everyone just cringed, like, oh right? Gosh. So, if we're hurting, we're hurting because yeah. our life is actually about us, yeah. 
And so now we get to see our life could be about Jesus yeah. in, in bigger ways. Yeah. And there's actually great power. Like, I know it sounds weird, but there's actually great power in realizing like, like the point of my life is no longer about me. Right. Like, like Jesus, like I'm going to be good for all eternity. Yeah. The, the way I'm processing the next 60 years mm-hmm. is like, this is my window to do things like yeah. I'll get to retire for eternity and enjoy it. Right. I'm not looking for that now. Right. What I'm looking for now is the opportunity to bring Jesus glory. Yeah. And, and that means selfless living. Yeah. That means like, I'm not here for me. I'm not here for my comfort. Yeah. I'm not here for like my relationship with God isn't to make my life better. Right. Like, yeah. Like seriously, my relationship with God is not to make my life better. It's to make his life better. Yeah. Like it's for him. It's not for me. And I think, I think that's a, that's huge though. It's like, like one thing that I, I, I don't know if I, I've probably said this to you or we've probably joked about it. Like I hope whenever I go to heaven, I hope demons go, thank God he's gone. Absolutely. Like, like I right? hope, that, cause I hope, I, I hope that in the Lord's kingdom, in the kingdom of light, I've done so much damage to the kingdom of darkness. They have right. a party that I'm gone. Right. But that's also because I, I don't want to live for, like you said, for my own life. Like, what do I have to gain? Right. At this point, I've gained it all by saying yes to Jesus. Right. I have an eternity with the King. Absolutely. Now it's like, I'm about to do as much damage to the darkness as I can while I'm here. Yeah. So that way they do leave the earth. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think as citizens of heaven, framing it the way you did, I think it helps us have a broader picture of what's happening, especially with the election. Right. Right around the corner of that. I told someone, I said, you know, whoever becomes president doesn't mean Jesus fell off the throne. Like yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. still on the throne Absolutely. very well sitting there and still ruling and reigning from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I want more people to do, and I think it would be great for people to watch your messages is to have that frame of like, listen, no matter what happens, the kingdom is still at play and the kingdom is winning. Absolutely. And we need to focus on the kingdom parts of things and not about the wrong parts of things. Absolutely. And, and dude, I thought you did an amazing job with that message. Mm. You got to take two bites out of a donut. I mean, that was pretty great. I'm not going to lie. That I was see awesome. donuts showing up more yeah. in my messages. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, what is this donut doing here? <laughs> Putty has nothing to do with your message. Put it down. Um, but one thing that I want you to do before we play our game five for five. Yeah. I want you in like a, just one or two minutes. What do you feel like the father is saying or doing right now? Like mm. I know chaos was the word of the year, but like, what do you feel like just as Putty? And again, not asking you to predict the future, sure. Or, but like, what do you sense? Just what is what is the kingdom doing right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think the way chaos is playing out is it's shaking a lot of things. Okay, right now, and the sense that I have is related to the Abba thing, but I actually feel a great invitation to the hidden place mm. right now to allow our lives to be shaken, to stop trying to get them from being shaken, Mm -hmm. but actually just to allow them to be shaken and to get comfortable with the things that can't be shaken Mm -hmm. and allow ourselves to be grown by the Lord Mm -hmm. in hiddenness. Wow. It doesn't mean that we don't, um, you know, continue to engage with mission. It's not, it's not that, but that's actually where I sense the heart of the Lord is. Um, and I think, I think, Nobody knows how the next five years are going to keep playing out. Right. Um, my overall sense is that the long-term trajectory of the world is going to feel less stable yeah. than the last hundred years have felt. Wow. Um, now, what exactly that looks like and how that plays out, I don't mm-hmm. know. But I think the shaking that we feel right now is not going to be like there's nine months of shaking and then there's no more shaking. Right. I think it's going to feel like life is just a little more turbulent than it used to be. And that requires for us 
to be better at being grounded Mm -hmm. than we used to be. And so I actually think the invitation for this season, like here's, I mean, maybe here's how I would put it. Not that I think this is what's going to happen, but imagine that the next 20 years are like the last six months. Right. Who would you have to be right. to still be here to and be thriving yeah, in 20 sustain years? That, yeah. Right? Wow. What if we became that person now? Yeah. I think that's actually the invitation. Wow. I don't think the next 20 years are going to be like that, but I think the invitation yeah. is to become that person <laughs> yeah. now. Um, and if we will, then I think we'll yeah. really thrive in the next season. That's so good. But would you actually just pray that like over everyone yeah. watching, listening? Oh, like, dude, absolutely. And then we'll yeah. play our five for five. <laughs> Jesus, um, these are crazy times. Um, these are uh, these are challenging times, but they're also exciting times. And I thank you, Lord, that your grace towards us never diminishes. Uh, sometimes it changes channels. And so we have to find it in places we didn't find it before, but I thank you. It never shuts off. Uh, since Calvary, there's been a flow of grace towards us. And I thank you for that. And I just bless right now to each and every person, um, who's, who's listening to this right now, um, the grace to allow our lives to be shaken in the way they need to be shaken (laughs) and to experience the grounding of the kingdom. Lord, like I just, I thank you for that. And I I just right now, like I call hearts up and I call spirits up um, to strength and to, um, to that um, our life does not need to be about ourselves perspective. Um, that there is great freedom in laying our life down and letting go and truly living for the King. And, and I just bless that. I bless that that would land powerfully in our hearts, that um, our spirits would lay hold of it and that it would be a life uh, changing message that, that we, we live out, that, that plants a seed in us, God. Um, I just bless that. I bless that. I bless that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I felt the Lord on that. Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) All right. So five for five is our next thing. Yes. I'm going to say five words. You say what first comes to your mind. First word that comes to mind. This could get dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Scary. Uh, um, Okay. First word is kingdom. Uh, Pursuit. I was at a conference (laughs) in pursuit not long ago. (laughs) This is kind of random, but this is what came to mind. Okay. Okay. Silly. Putty. Buddy. That's what I call my son, <laughs> Benjamin. So Ben. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Um, next thing is the demonic. <laughs> I just thought fun. <laughs> oh, I'm going to destroy terrible, it. Maybe, yeah. or I, don't I know. get the context. We have the context yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. The last one is going to be school of kingdom ministry. Ooh, adventure. I love it. Yeah, dude. Thanks so much for being here, bro. It was fun. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please like and subscribe. Share with a friend if this blessed you so we can help other people. We love you and we'll see you next week.